part of a budget is like either the money's going to control you or you're going to control the money. I'm bad with money, so I'll just let you do it because you're better with it. When you get into the relationship, it's not you versus the world anymore. You are lucky enough to have us versus the world and you get to work together. Welcome to the Rad Money Podcast. We're your hosts, Dylan and Rebecca, and, and we're, we're Rad, Rad Coaches. Coaches. Early on in our relationship, we decided that we didn't want to become a divorce statistic because we weren't on the same page about finances. Now we've been together for 10 years, married for six, and we help millennial couples manage money together so they can build wealth and strengthen their marriage just like we have. So do you and your spouse want to build wealth together? Do you want to design a life where you don't have to worry about money? Do you want complete confidence in your financial future? If you're like us, you want all of the above. But how do you get on the same page so you can start building wealth without feeling awkward or worse, starting an argument? In this podcast, we'll help you set your finances and your marriage up for success. So you can focus on the more important things in life, like quality time with each other and living a life of purpose. Welcome to today's episode. We're gonna be talking about five things that you and your spouse should not be doing if you wanna manage money together. Yes, things to avoid and make sure that you're not doing. So it's a great opportunity to kind of audit yourself and say, hmm, am I been doing this? Maybe I should do things a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, but before we dig into the content, this episode is going to be a little bit shorter. Last week, we talked about like this is going to be the do's and the don'ts. We're just going to first start with what not to do because we're experimenting with a shorter episode. But we want to know, do you like longer episodes? Do you like shorter episodes? Yeah, some of the initial feedback we got was that these podcasts are really deep and we're covering a lot of ground in them and they're great. But it's like, Holy moly, we're going through a lot in one week. Can you just pare down to one small thing at a time? So we'd love to hear from you as well and just see if you agree with the, that feedback that we got or if you really love the longer 45, 50 minute episodes that we have out there. I mean, obviously, this is only going to be episode 15. So we're, we're still new at this. So let us know what you're looking for. I know that even in our coaching, we really try to chunk things down into bite-sized chunks for folks. We're not trying to overwhelm you. We want you to really walk away from each episode feeling like, oh, wow, I feel like I really got something out of that. And that's really our goal here. Well, I guess with that being said, maybe we should just stick to a shorter episode. Yeah, we're, we're thinking, you know, 15 to 30 minutes. That's where we're going to really max out is the 30 minute mark. We're just going to see how that feels. So anyways, um, also, so the topic of the past couple episodes is all about getting started managing money together. And the foundation, like we said, is budgeting as a team. And so just want to make a quick little plug before we dig in that if you're really wanting to step up your budgeting game, you're wanting to get better at that with your spouse, check out our online course. It's about budgeting, mastering your cash flow, and even tracking your net wealth so you can look at the progress that you're making. The link is in the show notes. And if you have any questions about that, let us know. But it's pretty self-explanatory and walks you through step-by-step step how to build your budget, how to think about your budget, and our clients love it. Really hope you'll check that out. Okay, all that stuff is out of the way. Let's talk about what not to do when it comes to budgeting as a couple. Things that we've seen time and time again when we started to work with couples, what they were doing, and that they wanted help figuring out. First one is don't divide and conquer. Right. That's like, you know, me saying, I'll take on the budgeting if you take on these things around the house. And so we're just dividing and conquering shared chores so that, you know, we can be done with them as quickly as possible. Yeah. And we've, we've talked about this before in past episodes, like when it comes down to household chores, you're doing lawn work, I'm doing housework, or 
vice versa, whatever. Actually, I'm more the lawn person. I like lawns and gardens and all the things. <laughs> but like, I would literally be like, no, Dylan, I'll mow. I like to mow. <laughs> I get, I would get my manly uh, chores in by splitting wood and stuff. So for all the men out there, don't worry. Yeah, I'm don't sp- worry. I don't like, well, I do like split wood. I like my, my mall. I think we just, Anyways, we just enjoy, we whatever. Just share, we share the load <laughs> and we just like to be silly about gender roles, but Yeah, the point is that works in household chores and where it really is just about muscle. Um, But when it comes to intentionally designing your life, your vision for your marriage together, that is not a place to divide and conquer because you both are in the relationship. So you can't do it. You just can't do it. Yeah, if you want to buy a house, you're going to want to talk about that. That's a financial decision. I mean, we've talked about these things over and over again, and you'll hear them again and again moving forward, but it, everything is a financial decision. And especially when you're in a relationship, you probably have a common goal that you're you're aiming towards. And maybe it's just worth stepping back and finding what that common goal is in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So that's the first don't. Don't divide and conquer. The second don't of budgeting together is do not ignore it or be passive. So if you're the person who has a lack of interest I really encourage you to reflect on why is it that I'm not interested in this? Why is it that I'm trying to take this passive role? Um, It may be because of like fear or shame of past mistakes that you're not ready to face. It may be that you're not wanting to feel controlled. That's a big reason why people don't like to budget is they don't want the budget to tell them what they don't want to see or hear. Yeah. Because it, it will be a reality check for sure. For everybody who hasn't budgeted, much less budgeted effectively, it's going to tell you some things that maybe you aren't ready to face, but you have to move through that to get to your bigger goals, the things that matter more. Well, I think, too, one of the things that maybe I'm not interested in budgeting because I don't know much about finances and I don't, and you know more than me, and I don't want to come off as like ignorant or just show that I'm dumb in a particular area of yeah. life. And so there's just a little bit of vulnerability. this vulnerability. Yeah. Just like, hey, you, you know it. I don't want to. Everything's fine. I don't want to get involved. Are you t- uh, and you tell so you tell yourself the story like I'm bad with money, so I'll just let you do it because you're maybe better with it, right? You know? So it has that self image sort of thing, mm-hmm. those narratives. But yeah. but you have even if you aren't the knowledgeable person in the relationship when it comes to finances, you do have needs. You yeah. do have things that you want. There are goals that you have, and those again are tied to money. And you understand basic math. Yeah, like we've said it before. Like the so budgeting just... is the same amount of math as like a fourth grader could do it. You know, so don't tell yourself that you can't do it because of that. Right, right. That was a really good point, Dylan. But if you feel like a fear of budgeting or getting involved is that you don't want to feel controlled by the budget or your spouse or whatever, that's actually why you need to get involved is because you get to be there and say your piece right. and state your needs. And so now you're empowered to make the financial decisions for the household. Right. I so, mean, part of, again, part of a budget is like either the money's going to control you or you're going to control the money. And so you got to show up and tell the money what you want it to do. Otherwise, it's going to be spent and it may not go in the direction that you want it to go. Exactly. The next don't is don't budget in your head. Things that are important require you to be intentional. And that means that you're writing it down, whether in a spreadsheet, pen and paper, that kind of works these days still, but you have to write it down. Right. Well, and I think the point you made when we brought up doing mental math is that 
you're going to be reactive with mental math. Whereas if you are making a budget, Monthly. you're sitting down at the, the end of the month, making a plan for the next month. And you want to, you want to make sure that you hit your goals and that you're doing the things that you want to do. And you're actually saying, I'm going to make sure I put this much into savings and investing. I'm going to make sure I spend this much on going out and hanging out with my friends. You actually get to decide how that money is going to be spent. It isn't controlling you. You're controlling the money. Exactly. The next don't is don't avoid the discomfort. Don't right. don't take the route of least resistance in your marriage. Don't make those excuses that it's just going to cause a fight. Work through the discomfort. It, well, the good yeah. stuff kind of lies at the end of the discomfort too. That's where the real solutions are made. It's like it's not fun going through that. And I would never say I look forward to a disagreement, but it always seems as though the at the end of the disagreement when we get to the resolution something even better comes up than what either of us were originally thinking. It strengthens your relationship. Definitely. It really does. And so if you want a good marriage, you really have to learn to work through these sorts of things. Um, so much of your marriage is is about negotiation and understanding what your spouse needs and anticipating their needs and being there for each other and all those sorts of things. And um, so it's it's really important that you just move through the discomfort, learn how to do that, because it's just so much better than the bitterness and resentment and all these sorts of things that live on the avoidant side. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're a people pleaser, I know this will be very hard for you yes. as the people pleaser in the relationship, but that's why you have to speak your mind. It's so important if you're the person who's just like trying to be nice and kind and avoid the argument. If you don't, those emotions are going to build up and it's going to blow up in a way that's way worse than just saying, hey, I really don't want to spend so much money on X this month. Like mm -hmm. that's way less confrontational than what will happen if you keep lighting that bottle up. Well, and I'll be honest, when you tell me what you need, it works for me because I'm I can be a lot and I know that. And so it's so awesome to me to see you just state your needs. It, because I think it is a sign of strength and confidence and things like that. And it's just like, okay, mad respect. Well, but I think speaking for a relationship where there's a strong woman in the relationship, you know, that's a little different because, you know, like I think that's not going to cause as much friction as a woman standing up to a man. That's going to be a little bit more, that might feel a little bit more difficult where that like that works for you. That might not be oh, as an easy sure. enough conversation. Yeah. I mean, like I said, just for me, this is just for yeah. me, but I think that people pleasing is kind of unattractive. Well, right. Uh, like, and I think, <laughs> I think to, honestly, not though, to say I find you, I mean, obviously I find you extremely attractive. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't worried you know about that. I, but you know I, what I mean? Yeah. You know? I got like, enough confidence and <laughs> see exactly that. I, I'm not worried about that statement, but yeah, you I, do. I, I <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, where was I going with that? <laughs> but, but I think that is, that is the thing. Iron sharp sharpens iron in that, like you yeah. don't, you don't want to be in a relationship where if your partner is always just agreeing with you. Like, how is that going to make you better? Yeah. Like, you do need to hear that those sorts of disagreements because it challenges you. Like, otherwise, it's just like life is pretty boring. And as much as you might think it's fun to have like a life where everything goes your way, it isn't. You know, it's it's worth the work. Well, the work is where a, it, yeah. it gets better. Yeah, you need a little resistance to make you stronger. Yeah. Right? Um, that's and that's the thing. It's not necessarily like it's about how good life could be if it all went your way. It's about how you won't improve 
if the other person isn't when it's too least, easy. Yeah, when they aren't challenging you and it isn't and it's too easy. Yep. So true. I mean, we really just believe in two strong partners. Right. It's not one person who's weaker and another person who's stronger, you know. It's just like why can't we just both be strong? Heck why can't yes. we both lift each other up and when we need it and support the other in our own unique ways. But like the stronger you are, the stronger I am and the stronger we are. Right. And like that is just, yeah, that's hot. Yeah, it, hot. it is. And I'm not trying to go down a rabbit hole or anything like that, but I think there are some elements in the world that we live in right now where it always has to be like an oppressor and an oppressee. Like there has to be a strong and a weak person. And in the relationship, gosh, I'm going to get super philosophical. I don't even know if this will make the podcast, whatever. Um, but essentially when you get into the relationship, it's not you versus the world anymore. You are lucky enough to have us versus the world and you get to work together. So like you should want to hear from your, your spouse. You should want your spouse to tell you they disagree with you because hopefully they're doing it in a loving and respecting way that will make you better and that the both of you can show up in the world in a better way. We're keeping it. I'm off my... I'm off my soapbox. No, because that's, I mean, that's the essence of this whole episode is this is how to budget successfully yeah. with your spouse. You have to have these sorts of mindsets. Right. If it is, it is 90% mindset, 10% math. I mean, that's just the brass tacks of it. Right. If you don't approach it with the right headspace, then, and, and it might be slightly different for you. Sure. Like we're not saying like our way is the only way, but you need. Our way works. But our way does 100% work. Yeah, 100% has worked for us and for even other people. And so I couldn't agree more. And, I, and I'll even caveat that. It worked for us. It's worked for a lot of people. You have to decide and figure out if it works for you. We're not going to tell you that it's going to work for every relationship. You might need something else for you. So all of that brings us to the last don't for budgeting with your spouse. And that is don't waste your time looking for unicorns. And this is to that whole looking for the right budgeting tool. Mm -hmm. uh, that is just, it's a false reality. Like I said, there is no best budget. Um, but one thing you said the other day when we were like discussing this episode was that budgeting is a skill, not a tool. And I loved that. Yeah, it really is a skill. It's a, what I mean by budgeting is a skill is that it's something that you can learn and you can improve and get better with over time. And so by looking for the thing that automates all your expenses and calculates it all up and gives you the perfect looking spreadsheet in front of you, like that could be nice and all, but it, it really comes down to a skill that you can improve and learn over time. And it's about your habits and behaviors. It's something that you can learn. It's something you can get better at over time. Mm -hmm. It's not a matter of finding this you know, particular thing that it's a stalling tactic. It's just a stalling tactic. Right. The more you delay on, it's better to take action and make some messes and mistakes and learn from them and improve than to wait six months to find something that you'd still probably go through the same messes and mistakes. Yeah, exactly. And so um, don't waste your time looking for unicorns. What we like to say when it comes to a budgeting tool is the one that's going to work for you is the one that you commit to. And so the, here, I'm going to add another don't for budgeting with your spouse. Don't be a quitter. Yeah, give it, give it at least three months. Of budgeting, at, at least a minimum. I'd say keep going if you get to three months, and you don't feel like it's working, but every month is going to get better because mm -hmm. it's a skill. And so the first month isn't going to be great, but that's here. I'm giving you the ability to say, oh yeah, I knew that wouldn't work out. I had to keep trying. 
Exactly. And so you, you do not be a quitter. Don't be a quitter when it comes to the budgeting tool. Choose one, stick with it for at least three months. Learn how, make it work. You will make it work. You really will if you stick to it. Don't quit on trying to figure it out with your spouse. Don't quit. It's too important. It's too important. Right. You, you got to just keep going here because this is something that you're going to be dealing with your entire life. So you can't give up on it. That's for sure. Yeah. So just to recap everything, the five things that you should not be doing when you're managing money with your spouse. The first one was don't split up your financial chores. You should be doing this together. Number two is don't be passive. Instead, be an active agent in your financial decisions. Be proactive. Yeah. Yeah. Three, don't budget in your head. You're not a rain man, and it doesn't matter if you are either. You need to actually put this down and be paying attention and be proactive with your financial decisions. Number four, don't stay in your comfort zone. Push yourself. Have the conversations. Get uncomfortable because on the other side of those things, it's going to be a lot better. and You're going to have a lot better solutions learn, to your problems. Yeah, learn how to work through it. Number five is don't waste your time looking for unicorns. Just start taking action. You will learn from your mistakes and you'll get better each and every month. So don't just wait for the perfect thing because perfect doesn't exist, but you can get better starting today. And the bonus point that Rebecca made earlier, don't quit. Keep going. Keep learning. Keep applying because over time it's going to get easier and better. And view your failures like what they are. Learning opportunities. Yeah, they're all solution opportunities. Every time that you fall short is just another opportunity for you to get better. It's that growth mindset and the ability to say, you know what, even though I didn't get the exact result that I was looking for, I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to come back. I'm going to dust myself off and I'm going to try again. And so even if I start that conversation with you and it doesn't really go the way that I want it to, well, that's not a good enough reason for me to quit and stop trying because we want to have this better life together. Exactly. So if you've ever felt as though you've tried to budget, right, that's really what a lot of this that we're talking about is around budgeting, the do's and don'ts and how to really get started because it is this bedrock of your journey to financial freedom. If in the past you've tried to budget and it just hasn't worked, the apps, they aren't really making sense or whatever, you haven't fully learned how to budget, right? We know that. Most of us weren't taught how to do it. And so if you, if, if in the past those things have failed you, have you ever stopped and thought about taking an actual course, taking a budgeting course that'll show you not only how to do the budget and walk you through step by step, how to fill it out, how to use it, but also give you some advice as far as like the mindset and what it really takes to make your budget work for you so that you can make your money work for you. If you haven't ever thought about that, consider checking out our online course because that's exactly what it's going to do. And guess what? It's actually less than an hour long. So in less than an hour, you can get the full download of how to budget effectively, get access to our tools, which are fantastic. Our clients love them. And it's just super easy to do. So check out the link in the show notes to see if that budgeting course is right for you. So if you liked this episode and found it helpful, make sure that you're subscribed to the Rad Money Podcast and share this episode with your spouse. Yes. Until next time, I'm Rebecca. And I'm Dylan. And, and we're, we're Rad, Rad Coaches. Coaches.